welcome to Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. My name is Kelly and I'm a former wedding planner and blogger and I'm obsessed with weddings. If you're planning a wedding in Ireland, you're in the right place. You're going to learn the tried and tested methods to planning your dream wedding without the added stress. Think of this as your one-stop shop for everything to do with planning your wedding in Ireland. With me, your new wedding planning bestie and a cup of tea. This is Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. Well, hello, it's Wednesday, which means it's Wedding Wednesday's time. My name is Kelly, I'm your host, I'm your new wedding planning bestie, and today I have something for all the newlyweds. So if you are still planning your wedding, I don't want you to hit the pause button, I want you to listen, and if you are newly married, I also want you to listen, because today we're going through a checklist of everything that you need to think about right after you get married and it's really helpful to listen to this before you're married so you can prepare ahead of time and then you can get your newly wedded life off to a great start. If you missed last week's episode I spoke all about preserving the top tier of your wedding cake and so it's a great thing to enjoy on your first wedding anniversary and so if you want to enjoy some of your wedding cake in a year's time, you have to preserve it properly. So I go into great detail in the episode about how to wrap the cake properly and exactly what to do and how to store it. So don't miss out on that one if you haven't yet caught up. But let's get started on today's newlywed checklist. I'm going to walk you through a few things and I guarantee there will be at least one item on this list that you haven't thought of and they're all very important things to consider when you are newly married. Okay, the very first item on our list is thank you cards. And now I've put this at the top of the list because it's the most time consuming task, but it is a very important one. Now, if you consider how many guests you're having at your wedding and how many thank you notes you're going to need to send and how many you're going to have to write or type and post or email out, it's going to take some time. So you have to consider when you're going to do this. So old etiquette suggests that you do it within the first year of being married, but actually really as soon as you get back from your honeymoon is probably a good start. I would say the exception is if you are planning on going on your honeymoon in a few months time, then you could begin your thank you notes, you know, within a month or two of getting married. Um, You really want to get them out the way as soon as possible. Um, There's nothing more awkward than getting a thank you card for someone's wedding like nine months after you were there and you were like, oh, I've already forgotten about this. Um, The best thing you can do is to just do it as soon as possible. And you might be wondering who even gets a thank you card. Well, technically, it's anybody who contributed anything to the wedding or who made a plan to be there. So that's actually everyone. So everyone who was at your wedding deserves to be thanked for at least being at your wedding. And then, of course, anybody who gave a gift, you would want to thank them specifically for that gift. And anybody who contributed anything else, whether that's, you know, friends and family who contributed financially or somebody who, you know, maybe you had a friend perform at the wedding or you had somebody bake a cake or make your veil or whatever it might be. Anyone who contributed anything to making your day as special as it was, make sure that they get a thank you note. My advice is handwritten is always better. It's just personal. It's a it's a really heartfelt way of thanking somebody if they can see that you've actually written the card. Um, if you type it up, people might think that you've just kind of copied and pasted or given everyone the same message. But when it's handwritten, it really is a special way of thanking people. And that is why it can be very time consuming because to send hundreds of handwritten thank you notes will take a lot of time. So put that on your list and get started as quickly as you can. 
Next thing is leave reviews. Now, I know that at your wedding, you had incredible supplies, especially if you used weddings online to book all your supplies. You had the best of the best. And now the the nicest thing that you can do will take you a little bit of time, but it's completely free. And that's leaving a review to tell other couples just how amazing your suppliers are. I know that you you probably looked at reviews when you were booking your own suppliers. And so consider how helpful that was for you in knowing who to choose and just pay it forward. You don't have to do it, but I highly recommend it. Any, um, you know, specific feedback that you can give is really helpful. Um, So think about all the suppliers that you had, every single one of them. And if there's a space that you can give a review, do it. You can do that on weddings online profiles for each supplier. I know that there's the option to do it on social media. There's also you know, Google reviews and all kinds of sites where you can leave reviews. If the only thing you can do is go onto the weddings online profiles and leave a review, go for it. And if you can send an email to each supplier to thank them, go for it. They will feel so good and it's great for their business as well. So um, my next piece of advice is if you have a negative review, rather don't post it publicly. There's so much that you can do um, by having a conversation. So if somebody's let you down in some way, Um, If you had a particular expectation from one of your suppliers and they didn't deliver, my advice is to contact them individually and just say, hey, I thought this is what was going to happen. This was my experience. I'm not happy about it. And there's so much more you can do by dealing with that personally than by putting a negative review out there. But by all means, with your positive reviews, put them all over the place because people love to read just how great the suppliers are. Um, So next thing, and I'm sure you've probably not considered this, but deal with your leftover decor. So if you have bought anything for the wedding, you don't want to end up filling your home with, you know, 200 little vases. Um, You know, what are you going to do with that? Um, You don't want to create a whole bunch of mess and clutter and have a box full of decor that's just going to sit in your home for years and years. Um, the best thing you can do is to deal with the decor. Um, so the, the I'm going to give you a piece of advice that's going to really, really help you. If you live in Ireland, there's a Facebook group that I'm going to drop a link to in the notes for this. It's our Help I'm Getting Married pre-loved group. And it's a great space to buy and sell anything that you use at the wedding So if you're still getting married and you're looking for decor, that group is amazing because you can find things that will be so much cheaper because it's from other couples that live in Ireland who are trying to get rid of things and they're selling them at a really reduced price. Um, But then equally, if you have just gotten married and you've got lots of vases and fans and sandals and bottles and all kinds of bits of decor that you have no use for anymore... This group is a great space to sell that decor so you're making a little bit of money, but also another option is to donate things to charity. Um, but my advice is don't leave it for too long because if you if you put the decor in the boot of your car, you say you're going to do it tomorrow, the next thing you know it's three months and you've just been driving your decor around with you. Um, so get on this as soon as you possibly can. The next item on the list is important as well. It's to return any gifts that you don't want. Now, I know in today's um, you know modern world, we have amazing gift registries. We have the option to say to our friends and family, these are the things I'd really like in my home. 
But despite that, we still may end up with three toasters that we don't need. And so if you're going to return anything, make sure you do it as soon as you can because there may be a time limit and you may need to get a receipt or something. There may be a, a process that you need to go through in order to actually exchange items or get store credit. Um, but don't leave it for too long because you don't want to end up with those three toasters in the back of your cupboard. Um, so go through all your gifts. And as you're doing it, if you've got any duplicates and anything that you want to exchange, do that as quickly as you can. Now, speaking of digital things, if you've had a wedding website, a blog, if you've had any kind of online gift list or anything that needs to be shut down, now's the time to do it because you won't need it anymore, especially if you were paying for the service. You don't want to end up paying monthly fees for a website that you're no longer using. So shut those down as quickly as you can if you have no use for them anymore. I mentioned before our pre-loved Facebook group and a great space that, or a great use for that group is actually wedding dresses. So once your wedding has come and gone, you might want to consider what you're doing with your wedding dress. So if you want to keep your wedding dress, you want to get it professionally cleaned and stored, there is a specific way to store it. So don't be like me. Um, what I did was I just put my wedding dress in my wardrobe, um, just on a hanger and um, that's not a great idea. Um, so depending on, you know, the types of fabrics that you have, if you've got a very um, heavy dress, just kind of hanging it up is not going to be a good way to store the dress because it can change shape and color. And if it's not stored correctly, you can actually end up having, um, you know, moths eating away at the dress. There is a better way. Um, so considering how much you're spending on this perfect dress for this perfect wedding day, if you do want to keep the dress or at least you want to keep it intact so that you can give it away or sell it or make use of it in some other way, you do want to get it cleaned and stored properly. And then I mentioned the pre-loved group. If you want to sell the wedding dress, there are loads of people who buy and sell wedding dresses on that group as well. So if you are still planning your wedding and you don't yet have a dress and you're looking for something and you don't know what to look for, it's a great space to have a look. But if, if you are married, you don't feel the need to keep your wedding dress anymore, then it's a great space to sell as well. And another item on my list is your insurance. Now, if you have any insurance policies that need to be updated with your new spouse in mind, consider those. Um, get in touch with, um, you know, any of the companies that um, that you have, you know, that, that have the policies for you. Don't make any assumptions that just because you're married, suddenly everything will be fine. Just you and your spouse need to have a conversation, get each other onto different policies, whether that's life insurance or if it's car or house or whatever it might be. Just get all of that sorted as early on as you possibly can. And you might find that you save money by having one policy for two people as opposed to two individual policies. So do your research and get that sorted. And if you're saving money, you will probably want to come back and thank me later. Now, speaking of saving money, you will need to, to tackle your finances. Now, um, a few episodes ago, we spoke about weddings and marriage and finances, and we actually had an anonymous question from somebody who, um, it turns out that her partner, you know, they were just not on the same page when it came to how to tackle finances upon getting married. Um, so my first piece of advice is to have a conversation before you get married, but um, the next best time to have that conversation, if you haven't already done it, is when you're newly married. Um, 
discuss how you want to tackle finances. Are you going to have one joint bank account? Are you going to have one of you who pays for particular things and the other pays for something else? Do you consider all your money to be shared or is it what's mine is mine, what's what theirs is theirs? Work that out together and make a plan. So um, you might want to consider how you're splitting some of your shared bills, all of those kind of practical logistical things don't just get married and then suddenly you're like oh no what do we do um have a plan have conversations be completely open with one another and find something that works for you and um yeah it'll just take a little bit of the stress off your next item on the list is a fun one that's to think of your first wedding anniversary and i might be thinking oh my word, we're just married and we're already thinking about our anniversary. Well, you know what? It's never too early to think about celebrating your first anniversary. It gives you something to look forward to. So if you're worried that you're going to get married and then you're going to experience the post-wedding blues, having something really fun to look forward to is always a good idea. So have a chat with your partner, consider where you want to go, what you want to do, um, discuss if you're going to be the type type of people who give anniversary gifts. I can give you a hint that um, each anniversary has a different theme and the first anniversary theme is paper. So, you know, plane tickets could be a great first anniversary gift. Um, Just an idea. But, um, you know, consider now what you want to do for your first anniversary, even if the only thing that you can think of is a special meal together and a, a lovely gift. That's great. It's something to look forward to. It's a way to celebrate a whole year of being married. But, you know, think about it early on. You might want to go back to your wedding venue and have a special meal there or stay overnight at the hotel. Um, there's so many things that you can do. Um, but put that on your list and it'll give you something that you can you can count down the days to. And now the last item on my list is anything to do with changing your surname. So if you have gotten married, you're changing your surname and you need to update that anywhere, now's the time to do it. So for some, um, it just depends on where you live and where you're changing your name and how that all works. For some people, it might mean just simply emailing your bank or contacting your workplace. It's updating an email address, a couple of contact forms. It's probably not a huge job, but just make note of the different places where you currently have your name registered anywhere and find out how you need to change your surname if that is something that you have decided to do. Well, thank you for listening today. The Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online podcast is produced by me, Kelly, and mixed, mastered, and edited by Glenn Hartman. For more wedding planning tips, advice, checklists, and more, visit weddingsonline.ie.